Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because holy goals. <laughs> so your favorite thing, event, situation, what have you. I'm just going to go around the circle here. I'm going to start it. My name is Cody Bradley. My favorite thing from Friday night was we got to witness the birth of the sporting legend that is Johnny Russell. Thad, favorite thing. All the goals were on the end that I was at shooting the game. Perfect. Beautiful. Um, I had two friends come to the game, and they were first-timers, and what a game for them to come to. 
Yeah. My favorite thing, this is Allie, or Sky, as I'm somehow <laughs> famously known. And my favorite thing was seeing Croze really kind of come into his own and get to uh, experience that that goal in that moment. So really happy for him. Yes. We are now, if you guys haven't seen, so we're recording this Sunday night after the completion of the MLS weekend and Sporting Kansas City is sitting atop the supporter shield right now as New York City FC lost by three goals. So now we're level with them on points, and we're ahead on goal differential and goal scored. Goal scored. I like it. I love it. I yeah, six goals adds it. up quickly. Yes, in one game. Beautiful. Um, okay, <laughs> so let's continue our introductory series. Let's we have one it. left, and it is the head honcho. The man himself, Thad Bell. Hi. <laughs> and that is the introduction of Thad Bell. And we're right, going to move you, on. That's it, and that's all. Um, okay, yeah, say say things about yourself. Oh, uh, man, I hate doing this. That's yeah, why I, I kept know. putting that's, it off. I could tell you would, and that's why I wanted to just throw it at you like that. Okay. Once uh, upon a time. <laughs> I grew up across the state. Boo. Soccer. Three of us four, yes. Yes. Soccer was a uh, constant thing over there, but I would not have gotten into it without a school counselor called Mr. Nunn, <laughs> who started a school team, and we got our butts kicked regularly by lots and lots of Catholic schools, but I, that was a basis, and then ever since, I started, I kept going at it at different places. My school didn't have soccer, so I pretty much had to play it a little bit here a little bit there when i was in the marine corps i played it a few times here and there i played it in one really really what i think is an interesting place a, the i should i should almost make you guys guess but I, it would never work i could never give you the right <laughs> clues so one of my very very minor claims to fame is while I was in a deployment to Korea, they came through and go, anybody know how to play soccer or anybody want to play soccer? And I said, sure. So we went and played a Korean Marine soccer team. Like you like, and how many others? <laughs> like Korean, like Korean Marines versus American Marines. Yes. That sounds pretty legit. <laughs> it was fun. It was mildly violent, but uh, most of the Marines did not really know how to play soccer very well. <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say. I bet yeah. it was just a lot of like fighting. But, <laughs> The Korean Marines did, so they they were like a base team. So no, like every base I was at actually had soccer teams, hmm. or almost every base. And I'd like play with them every once in a while, but just most of the time, the stuff I did didn't let me have the time. But uh, so anyway, we played this game, and we played it. It was a symbolic like little friendship thing, blah blah blah. You know the dog and pony shows, but it was at a field in Seoul that was being built at the time to be an Olympic stadium. Oh which is where the Olympics and future World Cup games were played. So I played on the same field that Peter wow. Vermees did before he did. Wow. wow. Yeah, you got to let him know that. Well, that you uh, my you broke it in for you. him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. and then... By the way, the Americans lost that game pretty seriously. But okay. <laughs> If you're from that St. Louis, though, me. you have to tell us what high school you went to because that's the St. Louis thing. Orchard Farm. Oh, Oh, where, yeah, yeah <laughs> what? Uh, heard of that? Sounds but where is okay. it? Sounds but up. like, where is it? <laughs> uh, north of St. Charles. Okay. The entire north half of St. Charles County goes to Orchard Farm. 
Did you have prepackaged meat and cheese things? Yeah, for I was lunch gonna say. I was day? like, <laughs> it sounds like that. Oh, that's Hillshire Farms. Oh, okay. oh well. But yeah. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> I, Bob, I got you. Um, I so yeah. Pepperidge Farm. Yeah. Well, hey, oh. Orchard Farm, whatever. Hey, okay. go meat. So I grew, <laughs> grew up on a river. <laughs> okay. Was, my dad ran a boat harbor, so I, was, I lived in a boat harbor for a, a long time. Okay. This like doesn't sound like the St. Louis I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> we had very is... different St. Louis experiences going on. Yes, we did. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so how about how did you become a uh, reporter? I'm officially going to call you a reporter. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's Photog. a good question. Reporter? Well, I'll first start with how I ended up in Kansas City was oh. a friend of mine called me up saying, do you still hate your job? That After I got out of the Marine Corps, I went to St. Louis and got a job. And I said, yes, I still hate my job. And he goes, we have one over here that's doing the same thing for like 10000 a year or more. I said, mm. bye, Mom, <laughs> and moved four hours away to here. So while I was here, I was working for a large company in town that like does phone service, but I don't want to give them any bad I, – I had – it was a good time for the most part, but – uh economy and all that stuff was like pretty horrible and i was uh having to lay people off all the freaking time Ooh. i had at one point about 55 60 people reporting to me and over a year i lost like 10 or 15 of them just having to lay them off because the way the company was working <coughs> bless you cody which bless you cody i backed away from the mic i'm not putting a dollar in the jar so yeah no good job <laughs> cody very professional so anyway i got tired of laying people off and one weekend or one weekday i took a day off and went down to kansas city wizards practice and walked in because they were like inviting fans to come down there at that point you know they were trying to get any kind of publicity they could and i said hey could i take a couple pictures and they said sure and i posted them on big soccer and people were like hey you know that's because nobody did that nobody had training pictures at all back then so then next thing i know i started You're a trailblazer blog. yeah kind of Yay. So I started a blog so that people could, they would all be in the same place and I could kind of like write a little bit about what happened that I saw. The back post. Backpost.net. So one thing led to another and they started treating me like I was media and I took advantage of that. And my corporate job was uh, very tiresome because I got tired of laying people off. So I laid myself off one summer thinking that I would uh, take the summer off, go work on my photography skills. Uh, get to know my daughter better who like wasn't really sure if I was her dad or not because I was working so much. <laughs> wow. And I would then maybe go to work in the fall. You know, I figured I'd get, get a tan, go to the pool, you know, all that good stuff, right? <laughs> well, that was a bad year to do that. Economy kind of crashed and people started like treating me like I was a reporter and people started like treating me like I was a photographer and asking me to do jobs for them and... Thank so God. you're saying you just fell ass backwards back into it. Completely. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Completely. And I'm not denying it in any way, shape, or form. If I had ever intended to be a journalist, I would be a better writer because I would have like tried to do that in school. But instead, I'm an old IT guy. So you know, if everything I write is like abbreviations and acronyms. and You're not giving yourself enough credit. That's a great writer. Check out his stuff on the Blue <laughs> Testament. No need to suck up. You Sky. have earned plenty of respect, <laughs> sir. Okay, questions for the man. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Marines. Was any interesting Marine experiences besides the soccer one that really stand out to you? That are something you really learned while you were in the Marines? Or? Uh, lots of really good experiences. I mean, uh, went to boot camp in San Diego, school in Quantico, Virginia. Was an 
Albany, Georgia for a year, Okinawa for three, 29 Palms for three. Um, while I was in Okinawa, a year, almost a year of that was spent in Korea on deployments. I went to Philippines, uh, a few other miscellaneous little countries over there, wow. visiting islands, swimming. This dude is interesting AF. He was also <laughs> a fencer. Really? I did fence for a while. I I just try to ch- always like learn new things. Uh, it used to be my goal that every month I would try something new that I had not done before. Like it could be uh, art, you know, artsy, like go to an opera or a different kind of play or listen to a different kind of music, uh, read a book that wasn't, you know, I mean, just I always try to do something new. I One of my goals in life has always been that I want to be able to talk about any subject with somebody who really knows what they're talking about for five minutes but without sounding stupid. Now, that might be asking reasonably decent questions. That may not be that I have to know what's going on, but I just wanted I like to not, that. I always wanted to be able to be, I wanted to be well, well-rounded. So, if, Bad Bell. If more people lived by that mantra, we would have a lot, a way better world, I think. <laughs> International intriguing man, Bad Bell. Do you still go to the opera and ballet? Not, well, I do go to the ballet once in a while. Uh, it's more like once a year or twice, maybe, because I try to make sure that I have a I have a teenage daughter. My, my wife and I started a little bit late, um, so I have a teenage daughter, and who I left her soccer game early to come to this podcast. Nice, <laughs> but uh, dedication. So anyway, I love I love going to the Kauffman Center for those. It is a beautiful place. I've yes. been there for. The Nutcracker. I've been there for music. I've heard my daughter play uh, in one of the not the big hall, but one of the small ones there. I've been there doing photos for a uh, fashion magazine. So yeah, it's a beautiful place. Okay. Um, I had a question and then I forgot it. You started talking about you got me on the ballet. <laughs> <laughs> Anything about soccer? Was it? Yeah. Well, I that I have a question. <laughs> You know, you've kind of been covering this team longer than most and have seen it from, you know, the Wizards in the beginning, going to the games uh, as one of, like, five fans. (laughs) What's been the coolest thing that you've seen from the time you started to now? With the club. Yeah, there's some things I can't say, but (laughs) statute of limitations are still – no. um, (laughs) One of my – one of the most fun moments that I I will say that I've had, and I'll – a couple of them is I, I've really got to know some of the players pretty well. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I, I never try to like go be their buddies because right. I try to maintain a little bit distance, but some of them I've gotten to know pretty well and I've seen them kind of go from being a nobody to really good players. And uh, some of the players that I would have, maybe if I was a, just a fan, I would have, I would have had a better liking for those players. But after I got to see them in practices, I detest them, Josh Wolf. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, some of that's really cool, but like one of my favorite, probably two of my favorite moments, one was the Manchester United game because mm-hmm. I was on the field for that and it was a big turning point, I think, in sporting Kansas City's history because a lot of people went, oh, wow, this team can actually play with somebody good and the players that were there at that moment, they, you know, they ended up playing a man down because of a red card. And yeah, that was, that was a classic moment in our history for sure. You know, 50,000 fans were there, mm-hmm. when, and most of them were there for Man U. And by the end of the game, they were cheering for Kansas City. And then uh, I think the next one was probably the, uh, the Open Cup win because I was on the field for shooting that. Um, 2012? Yeah. 
because that one uh, it was kind of funny because one of the VPs who was there at the time had said that uh, you know if we go to Open Cup final or uh, uh, MLS Cup final you've been such a loyal fan I'm gonna like buy you a ticket to it I said cool <laughs> so then the Open Cup finals here and he doesn't have to buy a ticket and then the MLS Cup finals here so he didn't have to buy a ticket and now he's no longer with the team so <laughs> well maybe uh, he can help you out in another way sometime <laughs> another ticket. Okay, well, I want people to know about you is that you are like, he's like the nicest guy. He's got the friendliest face. He looks very cuddly and just nice and friendly. But <laughs> and also, then he gives you that look. <laughs> but then, yes, he gives looks like that. But then also every now and then he'll just, he'll like lay something down for you and just throw the, this, this sentence out about just causing harm to another person <laughs> or or breaking someone's leg or how bad he wants to do it in a game or, or things like that. It's just he's low key got this that he'll 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 stick something in there that he he's kind of scary a little bit. I may have been violent once or twice in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you've told me stories about more than one of those. I have an I have an, a name that just very naturally comes out of my mouth when it's like I think it's a term of endearment to call him, but he hates it. And he said the last time someone called him a name he didn't like, he overturned a desk and threw them down. That's what I'm talking about. Nicest, cuddliest guy ever, but he's also like, don't mess with him. No, that was just middle school, man. Is that why you have two monitors, a um, mixing board, and a table between you and him? That's why I've made sure to keep, <laughs> keep my distance. You cannot punch people as much as you used to be able to get away with. <laughs> exactly, yeah. What does this world come to? I know. That's Ridiculous. Some people just deserve it, truly. <laughs> yeah, okay, well. let's just move on to general discussion about the glory that was Friday night. Um, someone just say something wonderful to get us started. <laughs> Johnny well, Russell. Yes, Johnny Russell, there you Johnny go. Johnny Russell. That's what I, that's what I <laughs> figured was going to happen. Wonderful. Johnny Russell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. He's, he's a legend, man. Those pictures of the fire in his eyes, Those are that's never going to go away. He's one of us. I love it. By the <laughs> way, Dear Cauldron and South Stand, you need a better song, chant, Something yes, than Johnny I'm so tired of Russell, Johnny Russell, or Agreed. whoever I, I go para. Okay, <laughs> that's not creative. Okay. We need something. Dear he deserves Calderon. better. Dear Cauldron, I love you guys. You're wonderful. You're awesome. Uh, South Stand, same thing. But this is time for two things to happen. A, every single player that is important to this team needs a song that's something other than na 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 na. Okay, that's <laughs> I agree. Overdone. Forget it. Okay. Johnny Russell has a song. If you don't like to come up with a new one, adopt the one from Darby. I don't care. Two, we need to sing something. Two, this team has also been around long enough to have a damn anthem. Something that the whole <laughs> damn stadium can I sing agree. besides, I believe we will win. Okay, cool. That worked. Got everybody involved. But now it's time to have some anthem. If it doesn't, if it hasn't showed up organically by now, freaking come up with one. I'll get, right. to, I'll get I to like work. It. I'll start. Sorry, start I know that was not exactly <laughs> about this game, but it was and, on my mind earlier. And whoever did the um, Wikipedia owner of the Vancouver Whitecaps uh, put Johnny Russell there, kudos to whoever that was. Yeah, that, was <laughs> that was good. That's If I'm being honest... That one is getting a little old. Yeah, but still, it's good. I thought that was I thought that was really cool in like 2010 when, when someone would do that. Honestly, yeah. any meme I saw about Johnny Russell, yes. I liked. No but that was a definition was, of owning was like, a team, is what Johnny he, did. That yeah, was he was incredible. 
Like yeah. he everything was getting thumbs up and retweeted and liked on that <laughs> night. Yeah. I've actually never <laughs> you guys should have seen Bob in the press box trying no, to geez. write the recap for this game. Like it was a near impossible task <laughs> because of that first half things were happening left and right and like it's hard to get down the important details when the next big thing is unfolding right in front of you. So and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to give up on my pension for all the details and just <laughs> get this done. <laughs> it, yeah, it's almost it's it's harder to like write something like that than, you know, a one nothing game that's been Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. the boring <laughs> the boring games even though they're probably the not read as much. <laughs> right, right, right. People aren't as excited to read about them. They are easier to write. It's the ones that, you know, you've got to pack in all the action. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, my thumbs were flying, like, with Twitter, just trying to keep up. And, yeah, it was a good night on social media for uh, Sporting Kansas City. <laughs> it was a good night for everybody. For everybody. Something we talked about last week, Bob was posing the question of our striker situation. Now, I'll even forget the three goals after the two red cards. But I'm going to go ahead and say again that we're fine without a expensive replacement for Dom Dwyer. Three goals before the red, before the red cards. I think we're sitting pretty, even with Kyrie Shelton still scoreless. Eight games in. Well, I will say, by I agree. I think I read a comment that someone wrote somewhere or something just like, Kyrie Shelton, though, if it's a 0-0 game in playoffs and he can't put away a goal to, like, lift sporting ahead and, like, Johnny Russell's not getting the looks because he's being either, you know, defended or he's just not getting those chances, then it's a problem. So it's, like, nights like Friday where Johnny Russell is just just doing Johnny whatever Johnny Russell does, then it's not a problem. But, yeah, I mean, I'm conflicted in that because it could either cost us big time later on when it matters or – it's just not a problem for us this season, and we. But did he mess up at all? Did he like? Did he have any big chances he should have converted and missed? Not big chances, but it would be nice to maybe see a little bit more, just like that same drive that you see from like Johnny and some of those other guys in the box. And I think you don't see that like that will to score as much from him. And maybe like, you know, again, maybe again, it's not a problem. Maybe he does enough in other areas, but. Yeah, you definitely get a different vibe from him. Yeah, I completely agree with that drive comment. Um, there was one I moment think, he said "screw it" and launched one. Yeah, he like yeah. turned and shot. I like that. But I think what the deal here is, and you know, you guys can discuss this what you think, but the bringing in of Felipe, the bringing in of Russell, has upped people's expectations, and Kyrie is just not living up to them. And we get somebody that is like that as a center forward. It's going to make us more dangerous, et cetera, et cetera. So. You know, I like your point about the playoffs, too. We're going to need everything we can get in the stretch run in the playoffs to go where we want to go. There's probably something to be said that if Johnny Russell is going to be like so ridiculously dominant and the defenses are going to have to start focusing on him, then Kyrie's going to start to get a little more room, maybe. So I'm excited but will they do to anything see with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the question for yeah, sure. Yeah. But uh, I think he's due to get a little more space here. And when Felipe comes back too, I think that'll help the creativity. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Another thing in terms of goal scoring too is I'm curious to see after Croze opens his account with Sporting on Friday, is that is that going to yield some more goals from him? Maybe some that confidence will that help him in the attacking third? Or will he even get to play? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Peter's got some decisions to make when once Felipe's healthy. Yeah. 
I so, mean, Gerso wasn't even in the 18 this week. We don't know why, but, yeah. you know, so that was interesting too. But Was Croze really, really better this game? Really, really better. I wouldn't say really, really better, but I would say this was in terms of, like, confidence and actually looking like he knew what he was doing out there. Not that he's looked like he didn't know what he was doing, but he just, I thought, was he had some good, like, defensive moments. He had some good, like, really good looks at uh, assists to Lobato. I thought was great. His goal was great. I think he just, like, I think he was connecting a lot. I don't know. Like yeah, I, I, I mean, wouldn't say like that he was the best player on the field that night, but well, no, Johnny Russell. Johnny he's Russell. getting more comfortable and he's getting more confident. It's just taken so long, but there are so many times still when he has a long touch, when he seems a little mm-hmm. naive out there still. So yeah, or, yeah, he's, or like he'll he'll do the thing, and there was a better option if he had just done. Yeah. Well, okay, so that's why there's one reason I was asking that question is I wanted to see what other people thought, and I've seen some people like, oh yeah, it was a great game for him, and some mm-hmm. people they they were still hating. DP him. level, somebody said in our comments, I was like, no. Well, if you look at again, Audi, uh, Cody's favorite thing, the Audi index, he was actually the top one over Johnny Russell. If you look at uh, another site, WhoScored.com's uh, ratings, mm-hmm. he was the second best player in that game, right behind John, Johnny Russell. As same, far as their rating. Same with uh, Foot Mob that I'm looking at right now. Um, and I know that's just based on stats, right. which is, you know, passes, runs, and those, blah, blah, blah. Those stats were 89% passing, seven total shots, two on target. He did get robbed on that one by uh, Six DeJong accurate on long the goal balls. line. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, he should have had two goals. Yeah. And, yeah. and not because he like placed it badly and the keeper saved it. He placed it correctly and yeah. DeJong just stepped in at the right moment to get Marinovich it. Marinovich showboated a save on one of his shots a little bit, but you know, it was a nice shot. Um, so he, the, uh, you can say like he's not doing this right, that right, and he needs to do this better and that better, which, you know, is all valid criticism. Um, but is he the guy that we can now say, okay, hey, he's he can be the number 10 if Felipe's not. Maybe he can be the uh, the withdrawn forward number nine, false That's nine he seems kind to of play guy. more of when um, he even plays Felipe's spot. So maybe that is the spot for him in the future. And no. some guys come in and start right away and adapt really quickly, and some have to have the take a long time and do it slowly. But if he becomes the guy that at the end of the year is – you know, scoring a goal every couple games, playing in the number nine or something like that, we're going to look back at this and go, oh, crap. <laughs> Why did we ever criticize yeah. that? <laughs> That's still a long ways away, though. Right. So Johnny Russell with the eighth hat trick in Sporting Kansas City history, which is a little depressing <laughs> if we're just being perfectly honest. Eight? Over 21 and a half seasons or 21 Eight. and a quarter or whatever, <laughs> 21 and a third. I don't know, whatever. That is just disappointing. I, I'm hoping that it's just MLS ones. Because Dom had – I know we've had a couple in Open Cup at least. I'm going to assume there was another I, one I'm other than sure Dom Dwyer. I'm pretty sure MLS ones yeah. <laughs> in our history. <laughs> um, okay, so the eighth one, and he did it in like 40 – when was it? The 48 minutes? minutes? 48 minutes? 48, 49. And 
as we've seen all year, uh, used every ounce of everything that he had in that amount of time and was immediately subbed out. And then went to get a massage. <laughs> Directly. <laughs> which I don't which, blame him. Which actually, I, I was hoping actually that uh, Peter would sub him at half, quite honestly. He'd already had two goals. I know you want to give him the chance for a hat trick, but he had that yellow from the minor little incident earlier mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, I'm glad he got that hat trick, but I agree. I think getting him out when they did. And granted, I think he was gassed too at that point uh, to play, you know, another 30 minutes. But yeah, I wish uh, when I got done with work, they sent me straight <laughs> right. to the massage room. That would be, uh, that would be nice. Of course, he did have that one call back that was offside that he scored. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they were actually looked at that. And I actually think Crozet was offside on his goal, but who cares? I saw that. The, Ma- the, the Matthew Doyle tweeted that picture. Uh, I'm, I, I'm not entirely sure. On that Who's, one, I mean, you know, at that point, anyway. does it really matter? He, t- he tweeted it like he tweeted it like, "Oh, look at this blatantly offside." I'm, I'm, I looked at it for a long time, and that looks like that looks like they're in a line to me. Yeah, and then there's or or or, and if not, it's one of those. Everyone always has that screenshot, but like the ball is very blurry when leaving that player's <laughs> foot. You know what I mean? It's like they always have that screenshot. Like it's a definitive thing, but then you never know where yeah, that ball yeah. or if those exactly. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. You have to like mentioned. really check that frame closely. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, other tidbits from the game. Um, the Chiefs players and, were there. And which by is the way, cool. the the, the offside modeling uh, Twitter thinks that he was on, so oh, really? that he was okay. not off. Oh, okay. So I was just double checking that. Oh the. And, Let's we can give them we can give them a shout out. That guy seems to work pretty hard. It's like what is it? Soccer photonomy, soccer photogrammetry, <laughs> soccer or photogrammetry on Twitter. Outside modeling. That guy really does work hard, and they look legit to me. So no, I've I'll actually talked to the guy, and he will actually. Um, he's really, really, really careful about it, and trying to make sure that he's like unbiased. He'll actually, um, even go harsher on the teams that he likes just to make sure that he's keeping a, a yeah. clean, unbiased point of view. <laughs> um, okay, I want to talk about Emiliano Amor. That dude's name needs to be said. Love. First appearance in the jersey, in the kit, is a 90-minute shutout. Like, one, get it, kid. One not-so-great moment, but and then you know a half where you really didn't have to do as much. Yeah, I was going to say, a half where he was playing at the half-field line, but... Yeah, no, I thought he uh I thought he had some really strong moments. He looked really strong back there and he looked a lot taller and bigger than I Beefy. He's a he's a pretty like he's stocky guy. Um but yeah, I thought he had some some good good stops and I know that you mentioned that that one close one which was that you who just said that or am I like Yeah. I d- yeah. Well, no, that's it. No, I just said it, but Okay, sorry. My, but yeah, other than that and luckily, you know, nothing came of it, but I think he showed that he can play. He looks more comfortable on the ball than uh, maybe Mr. Ike does. So I was more impressed with that. Yeah. Mm. I thought so. Well, that's good to hear. I didn't even really notice that. Seems a better passer than Ike overall, but hey, you know, we've got a good backup, and that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, and we don't feel bad about giving Ike a rest or, you know, Captain B's a rest, maybe. Exactly. If yeah. More can step in. And, and again, Diddich isn't bad back there either. So. Just one game, sample size is small, but you know, it's well, good to see. And we should note that that 
almost goal, the miraculous save, and it was a miraculous save. I'm I'm talking good about a keeper. Miraculous save. <laughs> yes, he is. Whoa. He was more than a tree. Mark this down. Yes, obviously, much more than a tree. I, I, seriously, from the press box, I don't know how it even physically happened. I don't know how he saved it. But on with Amore, that was uh, he was one of the few players that you could point a finger at on letting that ball get through there. But it was a very good pass. Yeah, I just don't feel that Amore or Ilya pressured the passer as much as they should have. They both kind of backed off. Amore backed off of him right before the pass. But, you know. And am I wrong? Like, that save was that good, right? That wasn't just, like, really bad from... uh... He could have maybe done better initially before he got the shot off. But then once he got the shot off, that was... The touch, the touch awful. around him looked like he was so far around him, and just he saw the wide open goal, and then all of a sudden, I ball, I saw the ball bounce away. Like I, I have no idea how he saved that. It was amazing. He used the force. It was a great save, but I'm bet Reina is kicking himself for not taking one more touch to get a little more distance away. Yeah, yeah. But still, it was a great save. Yeah, Tim has a great, great leaping ability in that kind of situation. So I'll do credit to him there. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I agree. I think the. The touch could have been a little bit farther, and he could have put himself in a way better yeah. scoring position. But a great save. He, he sucked those branches out there and knocked that ball down. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> those brutes were those saplings. running deep. Yeah. No, you should take this as that I'm a rational, logical person. When I see a good play, it's a good play. But Jimmy Madronda's goal, come on, keep. Come on. Have you seen the view of that from the reverse angle? Yes, the, from the, I'm not from so the crowd. Sure it was a keeper mistake. That was just a hell of a the shot. Fan, yeah, the the fan view that was very good. But also, it literally went directly over his head. I know the ball was moving. I know it was a very good shot. But keeper should have done better. That ball was headed four feet over the goal and then curled, dipped, and curved <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> I haven't seen the shot. I need to see the shot. Yeah, that was one of the most like. I think that. I mean, I loved all of Johnny's goals. Just in the sense that he got three of them and he got like the hat trick. But I think Jimmy's goal is my favorite. Just like it was so unexpected. That was the one that like shocked me the most. I was like, whoa, okay, I guess that's what the what fuck? the babe? this <laughs> is a podcast, Bob. Come on. That was the one I didn't even know Family who got show. the. I, I didn't even know who scored because last thing I saw was Shallowy had the ball. I I saw him like moving like he was going to do something with it. I looked to my left to see who was maybe coming from that way, and I started moving that way, thinking, "Here comes Johnny Russell or Graham Zusi to to get the ball or you know head it or something." And next thing I know, the ball's coming. Like I look up, and the ball's dipping into the net. And I'm like, yeah. "What the?" Well, that the was... first time you look at that, you're like, "Okay, did he mean that?" And then you watch the replay, and you're like, "Oh yeah, he meant that." Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was not a cross. Thing, <laughs> yeah, the first thing people were saying was like, "Did he mean to cross that?" And it was like, yeah. "No, that was just a great instinct." Like. He saw an opening, and he didn't have pressure on him. I, I, that is one thing. When it happens, and it happens well, it's just like, ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Goals from outside. My, my favorite goal from the day was that we finally nailed a set-piece corner piece, a set-piece corner sweet. kick like, uh, from the training ground. It just went off so perfectly. And I, I was right in the corner in the cauldron for it. I went down oh, around you? that time. That's where you were. Okay. And I zoomed in. I just I was zoomed in perfectly on him the entire time, and it was the best snapshot I've ever taken in my life. And I will <laughs> never beat that one ever again. I got the whole thing. I need to see it. Okay, after the show because this is a podcast. It's not going <laughs> to help them very much. Well, I'll figure out to... how to put it on. I'll put it on our uh, on our Instagram. 
Yeah. If you want to talk technical things on that play, you know, the pass from Beasler was great. The dummy by Espinosa was great, but it was Johnny's long touch, the first touch he the took, that touch, really right. put him in position to score that goal. I mean, the that first touch and then, touch and then the chip, obviously. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, oh, he's so smooth. Oh, I love <laughs> it so much. So classy. Um, okay. Thank you again, Darby. We are going to rename our podcast The Johnny Russell Show. <laughs> I think it would be more fitting. I want him to, like, do our intro. We need to get him recording a you're listening to kind of thing. <laughs> um, okay, let's try a, a negative if there was one. Mike pointed it out that he was, and some people were waiting on Lindsay's, Jalen Lindsay's debut, who looked really good in preseason, been on the bench almost every game, uh, is a hopeful for American soccer future, and we didn't see him. I was very surprised to see Felipe come in. But Peter explained his logic there. Yeah, it was more important to get Felipe a little game rhythm than it was to get Lindsay his debut. So yeah, and I, perfect game for Felipe to come in and get back. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know the to me the subs were quite all right taking Russell out. Um, gotta bringing, get the standing O. Yeah, so yeah. I, I know a lot of people said they were super disappointed about that, but that was. Would it have been nice to get Lindsay his debut? But it was like way, way, way down the list for me. Yeah, I feel like we'll see him open cup. I don't think I can't really see him getting in in regular season for play in the next like couple weeks at least. I mean, if if Zeusy gets a knock yeah. or yeah, you know, or he's looking gassed or there's another six nothing blowout, yeah, <laughs> which I'm sure God there will willing, be. I yeah. mean, come you know, on. But, now that's just standard for us. But it'll be more important to get Russell rest, Felipe rest, you know, when they when yeah. they're playing all the time. So Definitely. it's more important for that than it is to get the young guy his debut yet. Now, speaking of Felipe, uh, I don't know if we want to go there yet, but there's a little confusion on social media that uh, Matt Doyle was picking on our Felipe. We usually pick it on theirs. But yeah. did you see in the eighth minute Felipe kind of kicking out at Roger Espinosa as Roger ran by? Anybody see that? I don't think that I did. Yeah, yeah. But Roger's I do not like, like him. Look at the refs like, what the heck? You know. I saw Roger yeah. do that, but I didn't yeah. see why. Yeah, it's because Felipe kicked out at him as he ran by. Yeah, and then I, when I went back and watched the the replay or the the game again, I didn't notice it. So, yeah, kind of a foreshadowing of yeah, events later, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that, this is another question. I saw a lot of people saying that uh, Roger was never touched, and it was just he a dive. He was not touched. I don't at think all. he was too. No, he was not. Look at the replay. Well, even if I, he was, that you could see been a yellow. his shoe move from when he when he got caught by the cleat. No, he's he's just avoiding the, ta- the tackle. You can see his shoe move. No. Pull it up. We're going no. to the tape. No, he's avoiding the tackle. I've watched. How it does his times. shoe move when the when <laughs> when Watson's cleat catches him on the back of his heel? Cleat catches him on the Achilles. I disagree. Okay, but I need you to <laughs> condemn him in some way for the overreaction and the rolling around on the ground that ensued. <laughs> Have you got cleated in your Achilles while you're running? Cleated, cleated. I understand maybe there was contact, but did he get cleated like that? Have you caught a cleat? I'm, it's not, I'm going to say it's the hardest cleat in the world, but a cleat in your Achilles I've while you're running? I've caught cleats, yeah. No, okay. I, I don't think that happened. But okay. uh, yeah, I'm not that. That's my thing. Is I'm Bob, not you're wrong. That's exactly what no, I'm saying. you're wrong. <laughs> and he's going to go with the book. Yeah, we're a, we're a, we're a radio show, and we're watching things on camera right now. I, for me, like, so the, uh, the, red, the, the red card to... Um, 
Rania. That was debatable, maybe, I guess? But, like, you can grab someone by the neck and throw them to the ground. Like, I'll call that a red card. Yeah, I think they got I no it right. With, I have no problem with either of those red cards. The Sporting Kansas City players did very well on towing that line. They know how to almost fight. We won the hell out of this almost fight. <laughs> won the hell. <laughs> Johnny got a deserved yellow for running over and pushing Watson. Yeah, exactly. His best. Uh, there is not much. You cannot get much more sporting Kansas City than getting in the face of Kendall Waston. There's not much more sporting Kansas City you can do than do that. I have never understood how Watson doesn't get thrown out of more games. I mean, he's, how many times has he gotten, like, red cards retroactively? You know? I think it was two or three times in the last couple of years. Right. Well, this is thoroughly ridiculous. So we're going to go to break. Let's go to break. Um, when we come back from break, we're going to talk a little more about that, see how wrong Thad was, and um, we're not going to do a preview for the New England game just yet. We're going to save that for one later on in the week. Uh, yes. Take a break. When we win, we celebrate. When we lose, we swear. It's not a night for the fate of heart, so all you gents beware. When it's a fight for night, when it's a fight for night. We can gather all the friends all around that tomb That's not a better thing to do But it's a fun fun night But it's a fun fun night When the final whistle blows We're gonna celebrate tonight When the final whistle blows We're gonna celebrate tonight When the final whistle blows You know we're gonna feel alright Alright, we are back And Angry Thad has dissipated <laughs> I told you, I warned you at the beginning of the show, the guy can get crazy. We had to go to break. He was throwing things around the <laughs> studio. Um, but really, no, I will I will acknowledge I went from absolutely no contact to I will acknowledge something. There was something there. But I still don't like Roger's um, embellishment on the ground. Yeah, I, I think he probably was sent to the ground because it was a foul. I think yes, there was a and foul. And a bad there. tackle. I think. <laughs> but uh, I don't know how I much pain he was in because yeah. I don't know how much it caught him. But I'm I know it did catch him. And again, I'm just going off of when I've got caught on the Achilles before. Well, you know, even if it was a grazing one while I'm playing, yeah. that can hurt, and you can like uh, damn and for thirty seconds and then get up. But yeah, yeah, he probably didn't need to roll around for two minutes but then again when Watson's standing over top of me I may not get up either yeah all, all, <laughs> there, there are no rules when Kendall Watson is involved <laughs> oh I hate that man okay let's try to do some is or isn'ts alrighty well, I've got two or you want three what, what are we two, looking at? two feels right two okay alright All right. well I, I've already introduced one of them so uh, we'll go just you know each of you if they're, if they're quick maybe three okay so Thad is Roger going to get disciplined by the MLS Discipline Committee this week or not? No. Isn't. Allie. Isn't. Isn't. Cody. All right. Because you don't think he was uh, embellishing too much? I think, like, yeah, he may have been a little over the top, but I don't think he was excessive in his. And, again, we don't know how much context. That's kind of unclear, so... Kind of hard to say. What's the technical term for I've, this? What's the what's the uh, what's it categorized as? The I've just seen worse go unpunished. So yeah, I'm, I think he's probably all right. You mean like Dom Dwyer? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Dom Dwyer running into a defender falling down and getting a PK. And what's the that one? PK? That one. The there's no proof beyond a reasonable doubt. Oh, uh, uh, the old NFL okay. adage. <laughs> yeah, it, there's no way you can say that he wasn't hurt because uh-huh. now that you have seen that there was at least some contact, you cannot say he was not hurt. Okay. All right. It was not a dive. All right. Next one then. Is this team worthy of Supporter Shield MLS Cup talk or isn't it? Cody. Is no longer, uh, you cannot deny. No, just it. give your is. Okay. All right. Is. Allie. Thad. Is not. Oh, okay. I mean, they are currently on top. So uh-huh. wasn't the question if they're in the discussion? Is it worthy? Is this team worthy of Supporter Shield I MLS Cup? I think the Cup team talk, who is it? currently winning is worthy. I think that's hard to deny. Thad. A, a year ago at this time. If you were looking at the, not necessarily the total points, but the points per game, so you could kind of like average it out by that, Sporting was also in consideration for the Supporter Shield. This team needs to prove, because historically they can start strong and finish weak. Exactly. This team needs to show that they are continuing to stay strong and that Felipe and Johnny Russell and goals by committee, which it's a hell of a committee at this point, minus a number nine scoring, which we've talked about and we'll probably talk about every damn week until we <laughs> sign another number nine. Yeah, that just that really is something every single week. Him and Kraze are just the re- recurring themes. So at least Kraze can be moved to like category B now. Yes, okay. that's true. He's played better and he scored a goal. Kyrie, we love you. You're a nice guy. I think you can do better. Just got to do it. So anyway, that's the only reason I'm saying they're they're – it is not okay to say they're in supporter shield contention because there's so much time left to go and they I'll I'll leave it at that. Based on the nature of the question and the term discussion, I agree with Cody, the team and I agree with you that I do think, you know, there's still a lot of season left. They are like you said known to start strong, but I think that yes, they very much so deserve it. This year just seems like they're in such a better position than every other year. It's all of the what they're doing seems to be um something they can replicate and even do better than when if slash when Kyrie starts scoring. Or if slash when Felipe returns. Uh that's that's my the the versatility and you know, like Gerso, like Bob you mentioned not even in the roster for the for a six to nothing win, and there are just so many more weapons this year. I it, there's so many more reasons to think that this can continue compared to last year and years past. And the question was asked by uh, one Diego Diego Gutierrez in the post uh, conference. Um, you know what is making the difference? We're moving the ball so much quicker, and you know Peter said it's the quality of players. After joking, it's the coaching. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. But yeah, I mean the way they're moving the ball. I mean, I just I've rewatched this game twice now, and just the way they move the ball is just so much better than it's been in past years. And everybody is so much better on the ball around the whole eleven. You know, so it seems to be something distinctly different. But yeah, does it have lasting power? Can they do that? That's that's the, obviously the big question. Because teams are going to be looking for ways to minimize the damage of the movement. Last year at this time, we were talking about how fast this team was, how young it was. You had Gerso with speed. You had Latif with speed. Right. You yeah. had Shallowy. You had 
Dom Dwyer who's scored, you know, double digits goals for years kind of thing. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, this team should be able to score lots of goals, We, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Now we're kind of doing the same thing this year. It's just the instead of the team is so fast and young, now it's experienced and better movement. Can it last? Can they keep doing it game in, game out as teams start to go, oh, sporting is a different team this year. How do we stop that? In past years, they would bunker and counter. Now maybe they have to come out and play us, which is fine with me. Better soccer. But I just – I I understand the desire to say, oh, yes, they're in contention for the Supporter Shield because technically they are. But then again – Technically, Seattle's in contention for the Supporter Shield at this point. Well, in our conference, the only team that gives me any scare right now is maybe FC Dallas, maybe, and the jury's still out on them. So I think we're the, clearly the strongest team in our conference. LA, LAFC doesn't LAFC scare you? is very good. LAFC has too much defensive problems to worry about. The yeah, LA's lot doesn't scare you at least a oh, wee bit? Oh, did you see how bad they looked last it night? It was bad. They, they are, yeah, they're no better with him than they were without him. Um, but... It's the Eastern Conference team maybe beating each other up, and I think it's going to come down to how many points we can get against those Eastern Conference teams when we play them head-to-head. That might determine a Supporters' Shield. But another question would be, is Supporters' Shield more important than MLS Cup, or isn't it? I mean, it's not, but I I want a Supporters' Shield desperately. Because? Because that's that's... The soccer trophy, man. That's the real one. Like, <laughs> I know this is this is America, right, and we right, like our right. playoffs. I and, you. like, that's great. But, like, who was the best team of a season? The Sporter Shield winner, undeniably. Right. And I would like to see sporting win MLS a, a real trouble, not like the trouble that Toronto got with the Canadian Cup. <laughs> <laughs> that's like two, that's a two-and-a-half-er, not a th- trouble. But perhaps we're more better positioned to win an MLS Cup because if we are the strength of our Western Conference, continue to be, we get those home playoff games and Eastern teams beat the crap out of each other and knock somebody out of the playoffs, it's a lower seed and we get a home game for MLS Cup. If we make that far, I think we're better positioned to do that maybe. But. I, I think I think everyone in MLS knows the Supporter Shield is the better trophy to win, but once once a team wins one, there are 12 other teams that are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah right. But there are eleven other teams <laughs> right. that are like, no no no. There's still another. That's this is the real trophy. What is the one that we actually wanted to win? Yeah, that's the only reason it does that. <laughs> I, I think they all want to win both. I, and the the least the little sister is the Open Cup, obviously. So yeah, that supporter shield shield is just so cool. It and is, we haven't won one. Name, I like it. We, we need another <laughs> Since number 2000. up on that side of the wall 18 years yeah yeah wow so that's (laughs) that side of the wall is getting it's it's getting right side heavy on on the wall so was was um friday night the first time i've heard it maybe you guys have heard it but where they said in the pregame intro you see all the years on the wall we see more space for more yeah whatever was it the the first time they said that i think that is i think i've heard that one other time in their their game intro Yeah. yeah Yeah, that was pretty good. I liked it. That was yeah. a good, good line. I, I did not hear it, but I actually no, really don't pay much attention to that. I'm looking for photo opportunities, <laughs> exactly, usually if I'm yeah. on the field. Well, I've been late coming in the last couple of times because of the ticketing thing, but anyway, so. Which they need to fix. <laughs> yeah, big time. All right, so that's it for is or isn't. But you know, it's the most excited I've been about a Sporting Kansas City team since 2013. So yeah, a, lot of, uh, a lot of promise and a lot of progress, especially in some of those individual guys, which – I think they'll only hopefully carry on throughout the season as we have talked about. But yeah. 
No, and, and I do think they're a better team than last year. So don't get me wrong in that regard. I do think they're a better team. I do think they're better suited to to make that run. But I've also felt that in the past and been yeah. wrong. So <laughs> let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Exactly. That's <laughs> I, I just, it's it's probably good to like for you know debate topics, but at the same time I'm trying to be realistic. So yeah, yeah. Okay, Cody, <laughs> are we going to? Uh... Yeah, we're just going to do it. Um, we're a radio show. You guys come to us for really quality radio content. And that is why we're about to do another show and tell <laughs> with Thad Bell. I did bring something. Oh, did it was you, funny. I didn't even tell somebody you, did asked, I? How did you get a bobblehead in a B2? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you then did, they you, listen to the rest of the podcast. Yeah. And like, oh, huh. You did brag already that you brought something. So did I? That's, I didn't just conjure that knowledge up. Man, I don't remember these things. I, apparently, I like mentioned this in a previous podcast. So somebody <laughs> asked me asked me about it this week. But oh yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> it's a pretty cool story. Oh, that's not what I thought it was. <laughs> oh, that is what I thought it was. <laughs> okay, white caps jersey. Yeah, it's a white caps jersey. Um, one thing when Vancouver came into the league. A, I had nothing against them, and I pretty much already hated Seattle, so I was kind of like rooting for Vancouver to, you know, knock them off a little bit. And other reasons, I kind of like Vancouver. But the big one is the name on the front of their jersey is they were sponsored by Bell, so I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> Your namesake. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's supposed to be about the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back, right? Precisely, <laughs> <laughs> the sponsor. It's all about In that sponsor case. bucks, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I asked a sporting staffer if they could do me a favor and just see if they could snag me something with a uniform-related view. like a, I mean, just even a training T-shirt that had like the sponsor on it because I just thought it would be kind of cool as a souvenir. And after the game, they came walking up to me and gave me this and said, don't tell anybody where you got it, so I won't do that now. <laughs> but... This is long ago. The statute of limitations. We've talked about this, right? <laughs> hasn't this hasn't it passed? They might still work for the team. Hey, and he's a U.S. national teamer, right? Jay Demerit. Yeah. So yeah. he handed me a Jay Demerit jersey, game worn Jay Demerit jersey from the first Vancouver game at Sporting. Did you wash it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he smelled before answering. <laughs> Actually, it's like I can't wear it. It's Jay Demerit's way tinier than I am, so. The last time, it, the, I think the only time it's ever been worn other than Jada Merritt is probably my daughter when she was 13. So, That's one thing you got to love about the authentic jerseys that they sell around the world for soccer. They're incredibly slim fitting and men around the world don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> don't care about the belly that hangs out. So, yeah, it's just kind of a cool souvenir. I don't. I've never asked for something from the other teams in any way, shape, or form, or autographs or anything like that. But I just thought it'd be cool. To, like I was just thinking, like maybe snag a training top or a T-shirt or something. And then he hands me this Jay Demerit game worn jersey the real deal. Of, a, of a U.S. national teamer and guy who had a great story about how he got into soccer. So what is Bell? Telephone? Is it not like Western Bell like that? There's like Canadian Bell, I think. Which, by the way. When I got out of the Marine Corps, going back to my history, I applied for a job with Southwestern Bell and told them I was a legacy. They had to hire me. They laughed. <laughs> How dare they? So I oh. went to work for a competitor. Well, you got him back in that way. Um, we were talking about jerseys. You had a question you were going to ask about jerseys. 
Okay, I'll ask it. Um, <laughs> your so let's just be, we're gonna make this just your favorite sporting Kansas City player right now. Oh yeah. Oh just, yes, yes, yes. I remember. Um, if you like, did I just? Did I yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you me? You just mentioned that. Like, I literally mentioned it not that long ago. Um, okay, guys, if you with the current team had to rep one jersey for a player on the current roster, who would it be? You as grown men, if you're going to put another grown man's name on your back, that name be? better be <laughs> living up to uh, to that honor. So who goes first? Go ahead, then. Ilya. Good one. Why? Because I kind of love the guy. <laughs> um, no, he's. You cannot love Ilya. He's. <laughs> Uh, anytime I can get Cody to bang his head on the t- the desk, it's probably <laughs> a good sign. Um, no, I, I so was so impressed with him last year. I don't think this, he's had his best year this year so far, mm-hmm. but I was so impressed with him last year about how smart he is, how good of a player he is, how nice of a guy he is, yeah. how much better he made the team last year. He he is uh, also one step removed from you know probably my favorite player that's not Kansas City related, Messi. Mm. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, anytime I shake Ilya's hand, whether he's lathered his butt with lotion or not, <laughs> it I is. I was hoping uh, that would come up. <laughs> Yikes. That was a reference to another podcast. Yeah. And I don't know that we have enough recurring listeners for that kind of thing. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> so anyway, I figure that just, you know, puts me one degree away from Messi. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Fair. There you go. Or right. is that two degrees? How does that count? I, is that one degree or two never degrees? my, uh, Never my strong suit. One hand and one butt. No. Anyway. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. How how do you measure? <laughs> that um, was kind of cheeky. But, oh, <laughs> oh no. Get out, Thad. Get out of the studio. <laughs> oh man. All, All right. right. Well, Thad. I mean, you know, I I, I don't want to repeat your answer, but Ilya is uh, one hell of a guy, and I would not be ashamed to put his name on my back either. I'm not going to go with the popular choice right now, Johnny <laughs> Russell, though he's a hell of a guy too. And I mean, you know, I'm a guy who falls in love you know i'm not i'm not that kind of love but you know i'm a very emotional person and those are two health health people they really are but you know just the latest story i did on roger and i'm just reflecting on his career i admire a lot about him and he really is i mean the connection he makes throughout the team and everything and how he seems to really bring everybody together i think i'd choose roger at this point cody yeah, we were on the same page. When Thad said Ilya, I was like, all right, I got to pick somebody else. Exactly, yeah. And then you said that, and I was like, all right, well, maybe Roger. Roger gets hated on for some reason. I'd like to rep, rep him around here. Um, but I'll say, man, Johnny Russell, I'll do it. <laughs> like, he's going to be here. I think he's going to be here. We just got him. I think he's going to be here for a minute. He seems to enjoy it here. And the fiery passion of hatred in his eyes, the, the pictures from that scuffle that we've had that just like man he's he's earned it and and again a lot of love for that guy because it's been years since we had a guy who with that much fire and passion and that might have been another scotsman mo johnston so yeah Yeah, exactly yeah all right well i guess i should give my answer i'm not much of a i have this weird thing about jerseys like i like wearing a jersey to a game i don't know i'm just like i've never i've never owned a jersey that i didn't like have to wear to my own game but if I were to go against my typical fashion sense, I would get a Graham Zusi jersey. He's one player that I've followed for a long time. I've been, I always enjoyed watching him on the national team and just his his run with sporting and 
I, I mean, I know he may be more of a classic choice to go with, just, you know, because he's been with the team for so long. But, oh, <laughs> that was thinking I was going to say shallowy. <laughs> and he just pulled up a picture he took of me interviewing him after the game Friday. But, no, well, I, I mean, would go with Zussi. Zussi might be a guy, another one who's having his best year of his career. Yeah, he yeah. looks great. And he just I'd be proud to better. wear that name on my back. <laughs> no, there's a lot of guys, and because don't get me wrong, there's a lot of guys on this team that – I would have no problem wearing their name mm-hmm. on my back in that regard. I do always feel like I'm a jinx as soon as I get somebody's name on a jersey. They, <laughs> yeah, right. They're gone, they're traded, they retire, they're injured or something. So now I pretty much don't do it unless Thank you, Dad. I get like unless they're retiring. The last person's jersey I got, and maybe I should save this for another show and tell, but was a retiring <laughs> sporting Kansas City player in their last season. So Right. That was a good ah. tease. That was a good tease. Um, I have a question. If you were to get a jersey, do you get a like an actual one, or you to get the like girl V neck one? <laughs> I don't know if those are like popular um, or not. I'm truly curious. I don't know. I mean, I have you seen them? You yeah, know? I know what you're talking about. I don't know. I just like. I'd probably get the girl fitted one. I just it's more of my style. Throw on some jeans, a leather oh, jacket, and boots, and then that's like that's my signature <laughs> look. <laughs> I'm I'm not into the, like the oversized and it works jersey for you, so, you thing. Know, yeah. So that's just my personal preference. I, th- I thought you were going to just say like the real jersey because you know you're like a soccer player, rough and tough. And well, that, those are ones that I would like hang up like if it was like signed. My Al, my great uncle, Trost, he uh, actually got me a signed women's national team jersey with Mia Hamm. Oh, really? Oh, damn. Yeah, and that's I awesome. had that in a shadow box hanging up uh, at home. So maybe that's what I'll bring that? you for yeah. my show and tell. Um, yeah, so that was really cool. He went to some, he was being honored at some uh, Hall of Fame thing, and my dad had bought that jersey for uh, for me, and awesome. I gave it to Al, and he took it up and got me a ham and a bunch of others. I'd have to go. Brandy Chastain, Julie Foudy. Uh, Judy Foudy, yeah. uh, and then uh, Christine Lilly was on there, too, oh, okay. I believe. Well, yeah, she was one of my favorite players. Was it, was it from shorter. the World Cup, or was it just, I mean, the players that were there at the time? Uh, I can't remember like what year it was. I no, I don't think it was current players. Like I think Mia had actually been retired at that point. Um, Mia Ham until I die. I mean, she is just she's it. Everyone growing yeah, up, every girl in my generation that played soccer well, wanted to be Mia Ham. And I remember my biggest honor when I was ten years old. I went to the UNC soccer camp, and they called me Mini Mia, and that is where I plateaued. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've actually ever. Uh, lived up to that but i was and that's where where it's at but yeah no she was definitely my idol i wanted to be her you you were you were one of the reasons it was terrible to go to women's national team games i loved women's soccer but going to the women's national team's games yeah yeah but that would be a debate for some other time but this will give you my answer but because i don't remember her name who's the all-time leading scorer for the women's now i can't remember her name like is Alex it, Morgan. Probably. No, no, Abby no, 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 no. Yeah, Abby Wambach. Yeah. Oh, Who yeah, was the better player, right. Abby Wambach or Mia Hamm? To me, the answer is Mia Hamm. Mia Hamm, 100%. In a landslide. But. 100%. Mia was a better all-around player. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for Abby sure. Abby's got the, the strength, and yeah. and that's what I don't like, having seen the women's soccer in general, just for whatever reason, is leaned more towards like having these like insanely like big strong like when we play other teams in other countries it is like insane to see the size difference (laughs) and that's not like to say that they don't deserve to be on the team like they're really good but right Mia Hamm Christine Lilly just like these 
great soccer players, very athletic. I when, could go on for a while, sorry. Yeah. When the women's national team won the World Cup oh. with Mia Hamm and Michelle Cristal and yeah. those players, right. they were really, really, really good soccer players. Oh, they yes, just they outplayed were. everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They may have been a little bit better physically, but they just outplayed everybody else. They were smart. They passed. They moved. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. I agree. Over time, because of – I, th- I in, uh, we should probably, probably should not get into this now, but over time, I think college soccer ruined the women's national team because there was more coaches that weren't good coaches. Yeah. They were they were basically coaching long ball, and there so fast kid kick the ball long, let her run onto it and score. Oh, get a corner kick, kick it to the tall kid and let her head it in. And that <laughs> your that right there is Abby Wambach and Alex Morgan. Yep, yeah, that women's soccer. It, it was a sad time, and that's when I was growing up and playing, really seeing, you know, there were some coaches who really took the time to, one of my best coaches, my high school coach, the assistant coach actually, uh, played uh, college ball at SLU, and she just, she got the game so well, and she looked at what we had with the team and was able to, like, really, help. we made a run to state, and we had lost some of, like, the most amazing seniors going to all these big colleges, and she was able to take a team that maybe didn't have all of the talent or all of the pieces and could find a way to make us dangerous. And yeah. So lazy coaching hurt <laughs> women's soccer. You heard it here. Yep. And I, I'm completely agreeing with you. We're going to, we're going to do a podcast just on this subject one day. <laughs> Dad, we should next week. <laughs> Mia Hamm over Abby Wambach for the same reason. Messi's better than Ronaldo. You want to know another reason I love Mia or I used to at least. Yeah. There's she was married to a Marine. Yeah. And then There's she divorced him and married some baseball player. So. <laughs> some I was going to say, player. I didn't, I was like, no more Garcia Parra's a <laughs> yeah, really? Marine. When did that happen? <laughs> okay. Any parting words? Like I said, we're going to try to do another one this week. Hopefully get some audio from practice and uh, throw that into a pod and Good discuss idea, it. With that, I'm sorry, Cody. <laughs> later, uh, later on in the week. Uh, but yeah, anyone else in here have a, Final thought for before we start our week. Congratulations, uh, Johan, for your first goal. And apparently, Lobato's wife is pregnant from a celebration or, oh, yeah, or something. Was, yeah, that was a good catch. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see a celebration. Yeah, I did the uh, baby under our ball yeah. under the shirt and thumb in the mouth thing. So because when him and Crazé hugged a lot, and then they were kind of blocked from me. So uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, did you guys see? I loved Croze after that goal. You could just see it all, all the fist pump. It was great. Oh, oh yeah. First of all, great fist pump. Great form. Yeah. Great yeah, form. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, when, I, when the you know the team comes and congratulates him, and he just gives Ilya the <laughs> biggest embrace and kiss on the cheek just for the for the pass that he gave him that finally like set him up so perfectly for that goal. <laughs> it was so good. I loved it. I I laughed out loud watching it. It was great. And it was a good finish. Good timing. Very happy for the guy. Just really impressed with how high, how much height he was able to get on that, uh, on that jump. I don't think I can even jump. <laughs> the like. celebration jump. There was yeah. eight games of frustration that came oh, out. Oh, definitely in coming yeah. all out, coming all out. Still that hair though. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So Bob's gonna make a comment on hair, but I always get criticized when I talk about <laughs> hair and other fashion related things. I don't think we do criticize you. I'm I'm here for all that conversation. <laughs> I like it. That'll be my next, that'll be my own show. <laughs> And congratulations, Matt Beadler, Beasler. Yes. Yeah. All course. time. Well, well deserved. Definitely. 
I liked Peter's crack in the uh, press conference that KZ was nagging him all week to not play Beesler. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good. I like having Beesler in that spot. Oh, captain, my captain. And I think what he's going to break like the next. There's another record because it's one. It's one record he broke now. The minutes, the well, games. it was the MLS regular season, so it's probably overall minutes here soon or or overall games. Yeah. Actually, he's probably got overall minutes. Don't we play in more competitions now than they ever did? We've had a couple Let's CCL runs in there and, a, and more deep Open Cup runs. Well, you're thinking about playoffs. that. Allie did make the comment that when you see Matt Beasler in the other team's box, oh, you know yeah. something's going on in the game. That's yeah, still a little different. I, <laughs> I almost wonder, It's like, was that the best game for him to make that, like, that huge accomplishment because like there were so many other things. If he had like, scored, that would have been amazing. If he had scored, I mean, I remember seeing him. I was like, is that was that five in our in the opposing team's box? I was like, it's not a corner, so no set piece. I'm like, yeah, that's when you know uh, the ejections were <laughs> really hurting. He hasn't scored since 2016. So well, he almost he was in the best he has position. Three career too. goals. So. We need to keep a list of all just the running absurdities from this team and like how how weird this team is. Like Graham Zusi getting a ball flying down the left side of the field and Matt Beesler playing in the box. We were so far up the field and Jimmy Madronda going up against Zlatan. One thing I'm really glad about though, is nobody asked about, you know, was it strange that a outside back scored again in the damn press conference? Yeah. I, that it's funny you say that. I literally thought that exact same thing. I was like waiting for. So, uh, Madronda, not even a question. Just like Madronda scoring. How? <laughs> How? Yeah. yeah. No, that's and that's another thing I love about this team in the depth. It's like seeing Zusi and Madronda get like get goals for Sporting, and you know, still waiting for Shelton. But seeing the defense uh, step up and score some big goals like that is really cool. All right, Cody. What are we at time wise? We need to shut this down. Too long. We did. We did pretty well. I was. I was letting you guys vamp here if, uh, in case somebody said something cool. <laughs> but, yes, let's um, – Do we ever? Have we ever? Uh, yeah. So go back and listen to all of them because we're really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make – I'm going to try to put together a sizzle reel. Can I, like, assign – can you, like, assign podcasts that you guys will go back and listen to and come up with good moments so we can make a sizzle reel? Sounds good to me. I that doesn't want it. That wanted no part of that. I got a stone cold face to that. Um, I've okay. got time to do that. Uh, okay. Let's say I'm busy enough, man. I, I fr- like when the guy talked to me this weekend at the game and said about, did you tell this story? I'm like, I don't remember if I did or not. <laughs> so, so Thad, do I'm, you I'm listen old. to the podcast? No. I'm here. I don't have to listen to it. Can I, I hear something here? Every night I leave here, I think, okay, it was an okay podcast. But then I listen, it's like, oh, it's a lot better than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. I, I, have listened to like one or two, but I just I hate hearing my own voice, which is unfortunate for the career no. path that I really <laughs> passionate about. Um, <laughs> but um, I will end on something funny, as you guys know. Cody and I went to Forks and Corks oh, last on. week, and I, I think I was going to make a joke about he that. He knew that he bit. or he thought he was going to get away without you guys hearing this, so but <laughs> so he comes by my apartment, and we then proceed to get an uber we get in the uber he actually as he walked in was like i remember the tickets and we're like yes perfect i would hope so and we get to arrowhead get out of the uber they 
tickets we realize are on my kitchen table still so we go all the way back and then all the way back again um but it was a funny note to a really fun night and great cause but yeah just had to give cody some uh some shit (laughs) and a little go ahead I, I have no excuses. I'm just going to have to watch the tape and come back stronger next week. That's all I got. <laughs> That's a good response, Cody. And but kudos. really, though, like, she opened the door to her apartment, and, like, I forgot what my name was. So there wasn't, there wasn't much I could do about that. Okay, so next week, we're officially, we're officially gone too long now. I thought it was going to be short, and now I think we've gone long. Um, Can't cut that part send out. Send us buddy. some questions. Because now we have time. So we're going to post this Monday morning. Send us questions to ask Burmese and Co. on Tuesday. I'll be at training. Well, there you go. And they will ask those questions for you. And then we will discuss them on air. So send us those and we will talk to you later in the week. Has just been sent off. Some part of strong evolved from soft life, but Fontaine's got me drinking. My foot, Fontaine's got me drinking. My foot, Fontaine's got me drinking. Give me beer, whiskey, winter gin, anything to shake this. Food.